Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. The other day I was chatting to uh, one of the mums here at HTC and she said that she was walking with her three-year-old daughter past the church and her daughter shouted out, that's where the aliens go. And uh, there was this lady walking by who must have wondered what on earth was going on. Uh, But of course, if you've been to the 9.30 service, uh, you'll know that recently we've had aliens featuring as part of our all-age service. And uh, up until recently, I don't think I've owned one piece of green clothing. Uh, So I'm not sure that I could be confused for an alien. Uh, But Paul is saying here in Colossians 1, make no mistake, you once were aliens. Not aliens that Elon Musk might come across, not not a friendly alien at HTC, but aliens or enemies to God. So let's have a look at the passage. So verse 21. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. So Paul is saying here, if you want to share your testimony and you don't know what to say, well, you can say, I used to be an alien. I used to be an enemy of God. It's interesting that in this letter, Paul, he writes about Laodicea uh, nearby, a town nearby. And he ends his letter saying, please read this letter uh, to the people in Laodicea too. Maybe you'll remember Jesus' own letter to the church in Laodicea in Revelation about, about not being lukewarm. And here Paul is saying, Christ, he wants to present you holy and without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. In other words, uh, in your life, don't alienate God. You may have uh, turned uh, to Jesus, become a follower of him, but do not alienate him as you go on in your life. Uh, You've started well, keep going. Don't move an inch from the cross. We see this in verse 24. Uh, Paul says, now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. And I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I've always found this verse uh, a complete mystery. It's confusing. Isn't Paul's letter about the sufficiency of Christ's death on the cross? And yet here he is saying, I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. How could how could Christ's afflictions be in any way lacking? Well, he's not saying here that we need to add anything to Christ's death on the cross. Not at all. He he goes to great pains to explain that elsewhere. But here the, the clue is in the rest of this verse. Paul says it's for the sake of Christ's body, which is the church. Now we are Christ's body here on earth. And then immediately uh, Paul goes on to talk about being Christ's servant. Verse 25, I've become the gospel's servant by the commission God gave me to present to others the word of God in its fullness. And our lives, your life and my life, it may be the only letter from God that some people ever read. And will they read this letter of love from God in its fullness? 
So what's lacking here is it's it's not at Jesus' death on the cross, not at all. What is, is lacking is people seeing Jesus in our workplaces, in our families, amongst our friends that, that haven't had Jesus revealed to them. They need to see Jesus. And I wonder which Jesus will they see? Is it a bland Christ? Is it Christ the good moral teacher? Is it Christ the nice person? Or will they see a, a watered down Christ? Or will they, will they see the fullness of Christ? Most of all, they need to see Christ on the cross. So we do not move from the hope in the gospel. After all, Jesus, he, he calls us to, to follow him and to take up our cross. I'm aware that some of you on this call, some of you listening on the podcast have, have gone through immense suffering recently and, and have gone through great suffering in your life. And some of you, life is okay at the moment. Uh, there's not particularly great suffering at all. But suffering is unavoidable sooner or later. And the question for each of us is, how will we use this suffering? The, the Catholic priest, Henry Nouwen, he writes about when something awful happens to us. And, and our tendency is to ask, why me? And in effect, we, we think that we've been cursed by the world, by people around us, even, even by ourselves. And Nouwen writes this. The great spiritual call of the beloved children of God is to pull their brokenness away from the shadow of the curse and put it under the light of the blessing. This is not as easy as it sounds. The power of the darkness around us is strong and our world finds it easier to manipulate self-rejecting people than self-accepting people. But when we keep listening attentively to the voice calling us the beloved, it becomes possible to live our brokenness, not as a confirmation of our fear that we are worthless, but as an opportunity to purify and to deepen the blessing that rests upon us. Physical, mental or emotional pain lived under the blessing is experienced in ways radically different from physical, mental or emotional pain lived under the curse. So this is, is, is actively choosing to say, I'm not an alien anymore. I'm not an enemy anymore. I'm a beloved child of God living under the blessing of Jesus Christ. I'm what we see in verse 22, reconciled, holy, without blemish, free from accusation. I, I dearly matter to God and my life is secure in his hands. So therefore I can lose my life for Jesus Christ. I can, I can live a life like Jesus because I now live in him and live with him and for him. Verse 25, I've, I've become the gospel servant by the commission God gave me to present to others the word of God in its fullness. Verse 27, uh, to, to, to me, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, those, those who don't yet know Jesus, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so as followers of Jesus, as people who have been reconciled, we, we will do what is costly. We will do what is sacrificial. And may the suffering love of Jesus Christ for people while they are still aliens from him and enemies from him, may, may that same suffering love be seen in us for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Today, as we prayed on HC Daily, we prayed simply out of the passage. Jamie encouraged us just to pray as we were led 
And we've prayed into the kind of things that Paul writes about as he writes then to the Colossians. And I'd encourage you to do the same thing, to have the word of the Lord if you can. Spend some time today. Maybe you want to do it in the passage we looked at on HC Daily. Or maybe you want to do it in a psalm or something. And just pray into what you see there. The kinds of things we prayed today were thanking God that we're holy and blameless in his sight. We're asking God to keep us firm and established in him. So we're using phrases from the passage to pray. And we're thanking him especially for all that he's done, um, thanking him that we're no longer alienated from God. And I'd encourage you to do the same thing today, wherever you are, to pray into what you see into the word of the Lord and to thank him for all that he's done.